The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us join our hearts in prayer. Our gracious God, we thank you for this Pentecost Sunday. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit, how you enlighten us, you comfort us, and you empower us. We also thank you for Memorial Day. We thank, for the, thank you for the sacrifices that so many of our loved ones, and people that we don't even know, have made on our behalf. We are so grateful to you for them. We thank you, our gracious God, that we might be true to your ideals. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I, um, I'm just going to say, my goodness, this is the most incredible organ I have ever heard. I, don't, I would have to go to St. John's Lutheran in downtown Des Moines to hear as good of an organ and maybe as good of an organist. So it is a great joy and privilege for me to be here this morning. It, it's just very wonderful. Um, all that said, the message I'm going to speak on this morning is from the second lesson. And there Paul writes... For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. You kind of get the major idea there. Out of many, what comes out of many? I'm a teacher, so just indulge me. Out of many, what? One. Yeah, you've heard that phrase before, haven't you? And here it is right in the scriptures. I looked up a cake recipe, a recipe for a rich chocolate layer cake. Here's what I found. I don't know if you've ever made a cake like this. Um, I would not trust my own cooking abilities. I perhaps have made a cake once in my life. Here's the ingredients. One box devil's food cake mix, such as Betty Crocker. That sounds pretty good. Quarter cup unsweetened cocoa. A cup mayonnaise, such as Hellman's. Three large eggs. One cup water. Two containers of chocolate frosting. A quarter cup of sour cream two teaspoons vanilla extract, a quarter cup chopped almonds, I'm not so certain about that, Uh, and one cup sweetened flake coconut, I'm not certain about that either. But, But if you like coconut and you like almonds, that sounds really good. Now folks, it occurs to me, what if you were to leave out one of those ingredients? What would the cake be like? You think if you left out the eggs it would work? Don't think so. Now, like I mentioned, I could leave out the almonds and the coconut if it were me. Is it going to be less chocolatey, though, if you leave out the chocolate frosting? Absolutely. What if you put even more chocolate frosting in it? Might it actually turn out bad from the other end? Not just omitting certain things, but putting too much of one thing in. Does that make sense? Possible it wouldn't turn out good either. 
So folks, you need the right ingredients and the right combination. What I'm here to tell you this morning is God has brought you together as a congregation. How many of you are from this, this church? Your ancestors were from here, from this church. Raise your hands higher. We don't have to be all that Lutheran. Good. How many of you actually married into this church? Some of you. How many of you joined even though you didn't have any background in this church? Yeah. Folks, God has brought you together just like the ingredients that go into a cake and makes the cake good, and you have to have them in the proper proportions. The Holy Spirit has called you, enlightened you, gathered you, and brought you here to this congregation. How many of you from the town church? How many of you from the country church? Yeah, but you're one parish, aren't you? You work together as a team. And it's God, the Holy Spirit, who has brought you here for this reason. He's brought you here because out of many, there are one. And just like the body has many members, what does that mean? We have feet, we have eyes, we have hands, we have a heart, we have lungs. All those organs and parts of the body make our life work. We need all of them. There is something diminished in us if something goes wrong with a body part. My dear mother is 97 years old. She has had a very rich and powerful and good life. But unfortunately, slowly she's losing her eyesight. That is very challenging for her because one of her favorite things to do is to read. And of course, if you can't see, you can't read. That's been a very difficult thing for her to deal with. All the parts of your body say something about you. And apart from those parts of the body, you don't have, and here's a fancy word, agency. What does agency mean? Agency means I can do it. And folks, all together, all of you here, working as one, you have agency. This congregation has agency. You can make a difference in this world. And it's the Holy Spirit who has brought you together to do that. There's nine standard positions in baseball. They're governed more by experience and traditional practice than by rules. Do you know them all? Pitcher, catcher, first baseman, second baseman, third baseman, shortstop, left fielder, center fielder, right fielder. Fielder, you know all these positions, right? Every position is important for the team to be successful. And baseball isn't played well if the team is such that people in the outfield start playing catch on their own. You need to work together as a team. That is something that your congregation does. You work together. And as you work together, you build things. You might say, well, what do you mean by building? We already have this building built. Folks, even more important than buildings, as wonderful as they are, you are building lives. Through the Holy Spirit, Christ is working through you to build the lives of children and youth. Young people, whether those people be single, whether they be married, middle-aged people. Oh, folks, it's a wonderful thing to be retired, but you never get retired from sharing your wisdom. 
and you have the wisdom. Young people are craving for it. Don't be afraid to share that wisdom with others. Imagine driving down the freeway. In front of you, your vehicle is a pickup truck with a family of five inside. In the back of the truck are a number of cages filled with chickens. The truck suddenly begins to swerve out of control, runs off the road into the ditch, and flips over. The cages fly out of the back and break open, and all the chickens are released. A number of people immediately pull off on the shoulder to help. Now, the question I'm going to raise is this. What help is needed from these various people? Maybe someone is needed who would immediately take charge. They would announce to everyone, I've got this figured out, folks. Just leave it to me and listen up. They begin delegating responsibilities and giving orders as bystanders spring into action. Maybe someone is needed who would begin to organize and oversee the details. After hearing the orders from the leader, they start to implement the plan. They divide people into groups and distribute equipment. Someone to direct traffic, those who would assist the victims, and those who would be the chicken wranglers, we'll call them. They make sure that those groups have the necessary tools to get the job done. Maybe someone is needed who would focus completely on the needs of the people. Forget the truck and the chickens can wait. They go straight to the five people in the vehicle to offer them assistance, put them at ease and care for them until the paramedics arrive. A sense of mercy, kindness for the victims is their primary focus. Maybe someone is needed who would quickly realize that this effort is going to take a while. The rescue team is going to need food and water, so they take off to grab some supplies. They are hospitable to those who are sacrificing time and energy. Maybe someone is needed who would begin to ask people around the accident what everyone might learn from this unfortunate situation. What could have been done to avoid the loss of control? How can this be prevented in the future? What steps should the highway department take to avoid another accident at this location? They desire to gather the intel to teach others to avoid such an accident in the future. Maybe someone is needed who simply walks up and asks, hey, how can I help? Put me to work. Whatever you need me to do, I'll do. Then they stay and do the odd jobs needed until the victims have been taken to the hospital and every chicken has been recaged. Before they leave, they even pick up the debris from the accident after the tow truck driver hauls the vehicle away. What we have here, folks, is an example of how people's talents correspond to other people's needs. Just like Paul said that there are many members in the one body, and by cooperating together, the body has life and the body has agency. So you as a congregation, through the work of the Holy Spirit, through you, through you, God works to make a difference to others and to this world. Now, I'm going to tell you something that you're going to find a little weird. I'm okay with that. You know that there's movies that talk about possession, right? Possession by devils. I'm not going to take any such stand on that matter. But I am going to say this. Do you understand that you are possessed by God? You not only exist in a relationship with God, but God also inhabits you. 
Jesus lives where in your, huh? I'm a teacher. Heart, there won't be a quiz. But thank you for responding. Is that the truth, folks? You bet it is. Christ lives in your heart. And so it's not just you that are doing things. You're possessed by God. And God works through you. God works through your desires. God works through your will. God works through the things that you do and say. Even the things that you do and say that aren't all that good, not one of those things is beyond God's redemption. That's how important you are. God inhabits you. Now, God doesn't just inhabit you. Look to the right. Actually, do it. Look to the right. Yeah? Look to the left. Swivel your head. Look around. Look up front. God is working through all those people as well. God's designed us as human beings to be united together. Yes, we have our own separate identities. Yes, we have our own agency. Yes, we have our own power. But folks, all of those things are augmented and increased because God has given you this body, the body of Christ, the church, to build you up. 